Welcome to the Solistic Vibes Podcast, where we come together to have conscious conversations about life, growth, and expansion. Your host, Jen Gagnon, is a wellness mentor and loves having deep, meaningful conversations with like-minded souls. Welcome to the podcast. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to episode two of the Solistic Vibes Podcast. I'm super excited to have Laura with me here today. Um, she is going to take the floor, introduce herself, and we're just going to have an authentic conversation um, around life relationships. Um, so Laura, uh, thanks for joining me and sharing your wisdom and knowledge with us. Uh, excited to learn more about what you have to share. Awesome. Thanks, Jen. Uh, hi everyone. My name is Dr. Laura McCaffrey and I am a life coach for type A folks, overthinkers, overworkers, anyone who might be considered intense. <laughs> and I generally just help people feel better, right? Have more energy, more time and more fulfillment in their life. Awesome. And you had mentioned um, archetypal astrology in uh, relationships. And I'd love to hear more about that because to be honest, I haven't heard about that before. So yeah, yeah. So archetypal astrology was a system developed by one of my mentors, uh, Karen Hawkwood. And what she did was she took the traditional birth chart reading and based on a holistic evaluation of the placements in someone's astrological birth chart, she developed a system of 13 archetypes, kind of based on the Jungian archetype um, thought path, right, of archetypes. So she developed these 13 archetypes that when you look at the chart holistically, you see where your placements fall. And then it determines kind of how you're built based on these 13 different archetypes. So the system really helps us develop an understanding of how we're made that goes deeper than just the basic sun, moon, and rising of the traditional astrology. Very cool. And then how do you bring that into relationships? Yeah, so I think that the biggest thing with the archetypal astrology is that it helps us develop a better relationship with ourselves, right? And then from there, of course, that impacts every other relationship that we have in our lives. But I think that what it really gives to us is a very deep understanding of why we are the way we are. <laughs> and not just on a conscious level, right? Like we all know how we present kind of in the day to day. But what these archetypes also show us is how some of, I want to say these traits, but like these aspects of ourselves are things that we may have uh, kept in the shadow, you know, like traditional shadow work, these things that we don't let out, um, that we lock in the basement. And then they come to like pull open that basement door and explode on us in very sometimes unpleasant ways. Um, and that manifests in the relationship with ourselves, in our relationships with others. And I think that having an understanding of that just helps us have so much more awareness. And everything stems from that awareness then. It's like, okay, if I understand myself better, then I can work more masterfully with these different parts. Yes, for sure. Because the awareness is where it all begins, right? And yeah. how, um, how did you come about this mentor and, and kind of what got you into the, the life coaching field and studying with her? Yeah. So um, in 2014, I definitely had my own dark night of the soul after my mother passed away. Um, she died fairly young from breast cancer at 57. And um, 
I had realized that up to that point, I had been living my life in a way that probably was very unsustainable, right? I was in my early 30s. I had just become a mother myself, but I was working like crazy, like working, 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 stressing about the work, not just like all the hours and like all the stress on top of that. Having a new child, she was only nine months old when my mom passed away. Um, I was drinking a lot at that time and just, it felt very unsustainable. Like I, I knew that I couldn't keep doing what I was doing. And my mother's passing kind of like, was that tipping point for me? I was like, okay, I can't keep doing this anymore. So then I started like exploring my own path of getting back into things that I was into when I was younger and being like, okay, if I'm not going to be this person who is so hard driving, like drinking a lot, like what else am I interested in? How else could I live? Right. And then eventually I found my first life coach and it completely changed me. I got in touch with my intuition in ways that I, I didn't remember was possible, right? Because I think that gets socialized out of us from a very early age. Um, and then I'm an engineer by degree. And in my career, I was an engineer. Um, and that's like highly discouraged in engineering, right? Like, unless it's in a textbook, in the rules for how you're supposed to solve X, Y, and Z, um, you know, we're not really <laughs> supposed to be like, hey, you know, like, I just know this. And like, this is how we should do things. Um, so it put me in touch with a whole other aspect of myself that was forgotten. Um, and I realized then that the life coaching industry at that time wasn't really talking to people like me. Um, people who maybe were in like more technical fields, like very, very logic driven, um, but who needed help. <laughs> uh, so I was like, okay, there is a place here for someone like me who can kind of bridge that gap between what life coaching was in, in that at that stage. I think now there's so many more like varying aspects of coaching that do speak to a wide variety of people, but I just wasn't seeing it as much then. So I was like, oh, I can be this bridge for people who can kind of like connect the dots between how we're living our lives. And then like this whole other world here where it's like, oh, there's mindset and spirituality and all these other things that you can consider. And it opens the door to so much more. It really does. And and I do think that in any, any industry and, and wherever we're at, most of the time when we find ourselves in these, you know, awakening paths or our own like soul searching, there aren't always that many people around us that are where we're at, right? Because we're all on our own journey at specific times. And so to to have that world open up to us and to have the awareness and the consciousness is kind of incredible. Um, because I kind of felt the same when I started my path, it was more fitness and then personal development. And then like the spiritual side kind of came in. Um, but it's, it's very interesting to, to see how we kind of have different tipping points, but very similar, you know, the, the hustle, the, you know, go getter, the let's overachieve. And then you come to this place where it's like, okay, well, who am I? And what am I really doing? You know, what, what is this all yeah. going to culminate to? Um, so it's, it's always interesting for me to have these conversations with other women who, who are on similar journeys, right? We're all walking alongside each other. Um, I'd love to know, how do you use the archetypal astrology with your clients? What's, is there one thing in particular that you, like, this is the tool that, that's your go-to or is it something that you use with kind of all of your clients? Or? Yeah. 
Yeah, I mainly use it in my group coaching program. So I run a group coaching program called Time Alchemy, and it's to help people develop a better relationship with time. Um, it's not so much time management where I'm going to show you how to like perfectly time block your calendar. And listen, that works for some people. It doesn't work for everyone though. And that's really where the archetypal astrology system comes in because I do believe how you experience your time is how you experience your life. So by developing that deeper understanding of how you're built, we can then see what systems we can put in place for you what you are missing in your day-to-day, what rituals might support you. And everyone has something different that's going to look totally different for every single person based on how you're built. And then also like your life experiences and your life circumstances, right? Like your life might look completely different if you have like five kids and, you know, as opposed to being childless and, you know, like having different priorities at different points in your life. So all of that kind of gets considered together, but the archetypal astrology develops the foundation of how we're then going to build systems that support you. So that way you can have a better relationship with time and you can actually enjoy how you're experiencing your life, right? Like uh, what I say about the program is I help you like get back 10 hours a week at least, (laughs) which believe me, it's actually very easy to do. People are like 10 hours. That's a lot of hours, but like once we start digging into this, we find those places where you're using your time in ways that could be tweaked, could be changed. So that way you get those hours back to do something you actually want to be doing. And then, you know, like that reduces your stress. It reduces your overwhelm. We work on that ritual, which like infuses your time with magic. And again, it's all built on the foundation of this archetypal astrology. Super interesting. I I love how you said everything is unique because I'm the same way. I feel like everybody has unique needs. You know, I think we're all at the core. There are things that we all desire, you know, freedom of time of, of you know, whatever, but we're all going to utilize tools in a different way. And I think it's so important to be able to, you know, work in that way because I, I have seen some cookie cutters like this is the way and this is the only way. And to me, that's so rigid and not, um, it's it's not conducive to getting results for everybody, you know, because like you said, we all have different life circumstances. Somebody who has five kids isn't going to experience life the same way as somebody who doesn't, you know, the, the time isn't going to be the same. Um, and I can totally see where you say 10 hours is easily, you know, regained because just by tweaking what you do and when you do it, and also, you know, bringing in the procrastination, right, with that arch- archetypal astrology like figuring out why you're procrastinating you know I think a lot of us make ourselves do things that we don't necessarily desire to do and sometimes you know there are the necessaries but there are things that we make ourselves do that we really don't have to you know when we get down to the nitty-gritty of it it's kind of like okay well what do I desire in my life and what am I doing that's actually creating that and what isn't and I think it's it becomes it's funny because when you talk with people and it's like they have these aha moments of it was right there, right? I, I always say it's nice to have somebody point out your blind spots because you can be living your life and there's like all these little things that you don't really notice because you're just doing on repeat, right? We're stuck in these cycles and these patterns. And then you're like, you point it out and you're like, oh yeah, even for me, like I love having somebody there because I have the blind spots like everybody else, you know? It's like when they're pointed out, it's like, oh, that was so simple, you know, like I yeah. was doing, I really didn't have to, like, there were all these other things that I 
could have done instead, you know, and, and just delegating or just not doing something at all. You know, I think sometimes too, with society and what we feel we have to do, there are all these things that are on our calendar that don't necessarily have to be, you know? Right. Yes. And unless you have someone, I think, walking alongside you, just like you said, to like help you question that, yeah. it's really hard to do that for yourself because it's like the call is coming from inside the building, right? Like you're in the in the yeah. problem, I want to say. Kind yeah. of. So it's hard to have perspective and to just have someone be like, hey, like, let's, if we put all of this on the table, like, what do you want to consciously right. opt into? And not a, not, not a lot of people do that. And the thing is, is you can do it once, but you it's like something that needs to be consistently in yes. progress because as you evolve and as your life changes, it's like those, those desires are going to change. Those needs are going to change. And, you know, I'm always like trying to question myself, you know, is what I'm doing right now conducive to what I say I desire and what I feel I desire? And if not, the other part of that too is like people desire things that they believe society says they should desire, right? Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it is really hard to like strip away that societal conditioning because it's like, how do we know what's underneath there and what's ours and what's not? Yeah, that's because the line is very fine and can get really murky because even I, I find sometimes with clients, like their, their desires when we begin are one thing. And then within, you know, two weeks, maybe sometimes it's like, no, a lot of those things are desired because that's what they've seen online, right? That's what they've seen as successful, right? Their, their definition of success is paired with material things or certain status or it's like when you strip all that away, right? What makes you happy? Because in the end, it's like, do you, do you want to live for somebody else or for yourself? And then, okay, well, when you want to live for yourself, then Maybe you just need a cabin in the woods or, you know, we just have, we're so different yet. I feel like there's these, these preconceived notions of what success should look like or what, you know, what we need to have or achieve or, and it's like strip all that away. And then what's left, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then I I also think like alongside that, we all need to learn how to be more in touch with like how we're actually feeling. Right. Because then it's like, all right. So like if we strip all that away and I can choose, like, how do I even know what I like? (laughs) Right. Oh yeah. That's like maybe like a body knowing, maybe like a physical response for me. Maybe it's that intuitive thing that like, I feel like a tingliness in my chest or something. Right. And it's like, just being able to be in tune with more of that embodied knowing Mm -hmm. is hard in our culture. It is is because we've been so programmed to not pay attention to what our body's telling us. And it's like, it's always telling us things. And, you know, I always start with like simpler things like, okay, well, what do you feel like eating? What does your body need? Right. When you Mm -hmm. eat the food being eating mindfully because you're paying attention to how your body feels as you eat something. Cause as with everything else, I always say, there is no one thing that's good for everybody, right? There's foods that are going to be good for you, but they won't sit well with me because our systems are different. And so to be able to recognize that, and as an example, which is kind of silly, but I, um, I always had issues when I ate dairy, but nothing, you know, over the top until a few years ago where I had like anaphylaxis twice ended up in the hospital and it was all caused by dairy allergies when they did the testing. And it was like, after a year of not having any in my system, I had it again. I'm like, 
I realized how good I felt. And I'm like, wow, I never realized how crappy I felt because I never felt this good. And I was right. never paying attention to the, like the signs in my body and how it was feeling. And it was like just that simple thing. And I'm like, wow, that's just one thing, right? So when I pay attention yes. to my emotions, because that's another thing I think we're used to suppressing because there is, I think, I feel like it, it's shifting, but there was a lot of toxic, toxic positivity. I felt like where it was like shift yes. from negative to positive. And I was in that myself. And then it's like, well, no feel all of your emotions because there's nothing that's right or wrong and allow yourself to feel and recognize those emotions in your body so you can work through them, you know, because the more we shove those down, again, we don't recognize how badly they're affecting us until it's like, you know, we start working through all of it. Like you were saying, the shadow work and all that. Um, I just feel like it's so important to just really, like you said, like feel in your body what it feels like. And when you're asking yourself, you know, I think a lot of people look outside of themselves, you know, for answers to their questions, like they'll go see psychics and mediums and they feel like somebody else has the answer for them. I'm like, no, the answer is within you. You just need to allow yourself to be open to receive. Right. And it's like, but how do I do that? And it's, well, you practice. You practice, you practice, you practice. It's like, you know, you don't get on a bike the first time and, you know, pedal like an athlete. You you practice. Whatever we do, there's a practice to it. And and it's always amazing to me because I used to be one that would seek answers outside of myself until somebody sat me down and like they kind of shook me and they're like, No, like it's within you, you know? And it's just it's just our bodies are amazing and then they're telling us every day what we need what we feel what we desire and we're just kind of like putting our blinders on sometimes and going la 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 you know oh yeah we love to operate as brains in jars in our culture but you're totally right like there is so much wisdom from the neck down and once we start tapping into it that that's when like we pull the lid off of this right yes like pay attention to all of our ways of knowing and that is so powerful so powerful it is and just recognizing those sometimes it's just like the subtlest of feelings or just like vibrations or and it's like the more you pay attention to it it's like the next time it just feels a little bit more loud like a little more in sync and it's just it's so amazing to me and I always say like drop out of your mind into your heart and like that's where that's where you're you're gonna find your answers you know because some people are like well is it this? Is it that? And like, well, you need to tune in and sit and ask yourself and trust. Cause I think that's the other part of this is we don't tend to trust when we get those hits. It's like, this is what I feel, but no, it doesn't make sense. Right. In our logical minds, we can't make sense of it. And sometimes like, well, you just have to trust. It doesn't have to make sense to your mind because our mind can't comprehend the extent of how powerful we are. Our minds can't always comprehend right what the next step's going to be but it's like if you just trust you know and they're like well what if I make a mistake well if you make a mistake you take a side step you come back right Right. yeah everyone is so afraid of that I think like oh I trusted my intuition or I trusted what I felt and like it didn't work the way that I wanted it to or something and it's like yeah okay sometimes that totally happens right and we just don't know it's uh, there was some kind of saying like is this good or is this bad like I don't know like you you literally don't know like the whole cycle needs to play out because maybe that one thing was leading you to something else yes so and we are so conditioned to not trust ourselves especially as folks who are socialized as women 
in Western cultures, like we're conditioned to seek answers outside of us. Um, And developing that self-trust requires a lot of experimentation and a lot of willingness to be vulnerable. Yes. Which is hard too. (laughs) It is. It is because you don't want to be seen like in all your rawness, right? All the time. Yes. But it's kind of like that's what just allows us to be seen as we are. I feel like there's, you know, people talk about wearing the mask and it's like mask after mask after mask. And it's not just one, like we've been programmed to just put on the masks as we've been growing up and we've just accumulated them. And then, you know, it's kind of like you get to this point where what if I just allowed myself to be seen as I am? What does that mean? But then there's the fear of, okay, well, what am I going to lose? Yeah. Right. On the other side of that. And I feel like people are so afraid to lose sometimes, but they don't recognize that they're making space to gain. Right. And that's something I had to learn is like, if something falls away, it wasn't really meant to be. And I know it sounds corny and you, you know, you see memes and all that, but it's true. Like you, you don't know what's waiting for you if you allow space in your life for it. And like you were saying, you know, you, we think we make a mistake, but there are no mistakes because that was a stepping stone to get to where we're going. And then the other part of that too, is people like, okay, well, this is what I really, really want, but they're so attached to exactly Mm. how, and when it's going to show up. I, you know, I, I started using this for myself and I, my clients like, no, this is what I desire, but it's this or something even better. Yes. Because there is something even better that we probably don't even recognize is available to us and when we shut our minds down and we just operate from that space of well this is what I want and and this is the only thing I want and I wanted to happen this way like the attachment to all of those things is just you know kind of hindering our own process yeah definitely and do you think that that also goes back to kind of like the trust thing and maybe it's not so much like self-trust for that maybe it's just like trust yeah like trust the universe, trust something bigger, you know, that like, it is this or something better. It doesn't have to all be on me to like white knuckle this result for myself. Right. Yeah. And I think, like you said, the trust, like, it's easy to say, you know, you surrender and you trust the universe, but it it comes down to that moment where you're, you're against the wall and you you do trust or you don't. And I feel like that's like the true test, right? And it's not always easy there. Sometimes where it's really challenging because they're, you know, we set our minds on something and it's like, well, we're so, again, narrow focused that we're kind of missing the full spectrum of how and, you know, what can happen for us. And we're, you know, again, we're just, you know, this is what we want and we want it now, you know, mm-hmm. but it's yeah. always that reminder of, you know, again, if I allow it to arrive when and how it's supposed to, you know, I always use the analogy of the restaurant. You don't go out to the restaurant and order a meal and like, look at your watch every minute. Okay. What time are they going to bring my plate? And who's going to bring my plate? And how is he going to place it? You just order and you kind of start, you just chit chat. Right. And cause you know, right. it's coming, but you don't know when you don't know how, but it doesn't matter. And it's like, I always say like in life, that's how we should be. You know, this is what I desire, but Hey, it's going to appear when I'm ready. And it may not because by the time I'm ready, I may be ready for something different. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, we just need to be in the now. And again, it comes back to that awareness, right? The awareness of everything that's happening now, which I think is huge because again, when you're in that go, 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 you're not in the awareness, right? You're just in the repetitive cycle. Exactly. Right. Like you're not even slowing down enough to be present with 
yourself, your thoughts, your feelings, right? Like it's always just the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, the next accomplishment, the next promotion, whatever it is. I'm like, you don't have space for it. Right. No. And it just, I like, I lived many years in that state of being where it was like, okay, what's the next thing? And it was never appreciating where I was at in the moment. You know, you're on vacation, but you're already dreading going home. You're home and you're, you're excited for the vacation. It's like, like, that's just, it doesn't feel good to me. And I look back and I know yeah. that it got me to this space, right? Where I'm capable of, of being more present. But even now, it's like, sometimes I'll be during the day and I'll find myself like, well, wait a minute, what just happened in the last two hours? Like, I've just been just doing and going, you know? And I just like have to take a step back and just breathe. And like, just because I mean, like, even if I'm just present for like five deep breaths, like it, it kind of brings me back to center and I can function in a more aware state of being, I feel like for the rest of the day. Yeah. Because I operated for so many years and just like, not oblivion, but kind of, you know, because like when you, when you yeah. recognize something, it's like, oh, that moment's already gone, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just yeah. now I try, I try as much as I can to have like multiple moments of awareness during a day, you know, where you're present because it's so easy to get caught up in the do and the, it's like, you turn around like, where'd my day go? Right. That's often, so often what I hear from people that get to the end of the day and they're like, what even happened today? Like, yeah. And that's one of the practices that I had to do for myself. And then I recommend to a lot of the folks who I work with, because we're so not used to like being present with ourselves is literally setting a timer on their phone for like every hour and have it ask you like with the prompt, like, what am I feeling? <laughs> and it sounds silly. And it sounds just like, really, I'm going to like have this stupid alarm go off on my phone every hour. But like, but it's so it useful. It yeah. does. I did that for the longest time, like for yeah. all kinds of things for like drinking water for like, you know, journal prompts, breathing, it was like, but then as you do it, it then it becomes second nature, you know, yeah. but it takes again, that practice. And, and I did the same thing with like my morning routines. It was like I had when my alarm would go off, it would say morning routine and I wouldn't get out of bed until it was done. And now it's just like my eyes open and it's automatic. Yeah. So it's, it's all of these little things that contribute to, like you were saying, gaining 10 hours back, because the more present you are, that's time that you didn't have before because you were just like on right. autopilot, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then also like once you're present, you can start to live with so much more intention and that's what helps you feel fulfilled. It's like, okay, now that I'm present with myself, like I can make conscious decisions. I can have intention with how I am operating, what I'm doing, who I'm spending time with, right? Like what I'm doing with my time. And then that at the end of the day leaves you in a place where you're not questioning like what just happened. You're like, no, I was like present, aware, intentional, and I did the things in a way that felt. Yes. And there's, there's such, there's so much to be said about living in that way. You know, when you go to bed at night, I always, you know, tell my clients for years now, when I go to bed at night, I ask myself, like, if I don't wake up tomorrow, will I be satisfied with the way I lived today? Yeah. And if the answer is no, then I better get my ass in gear tomorrow morning. Right. And if it's yeah. yes, then I'm just like grateful for it. And it's like that state of awareness is just something that you when you do it on repeat, it just becomes part of who you are. So it's like, you're not present for 24 hours of the day, but there are many moments during the day that you are present, which is, you know, such a more fulfilling way to live when you go to bed at night and you're like, wow, like I was present today. Like I, and I think the presence also allows you to have more moments of gratitude because when you are in those moments, like, wow, like I'm living this beautiful life that I've created by choice. 
right? I've, I've created because I'm aware of it. And I've done the work to just step in more and more into what feels aligned and good. And it's just, and it's the simple things, you know, a lot of times it's, it's so simple. You know, like I was, I was talking to a client the other day and it was like, when you eat, like, do you eat just to eat and kind of get it over with? Or like, and I, cause I did this for myself. It was like, when you eat and you like taste the foods and you notice the textures and it's like, it's a whole different experience. <laughs> and yeah. I'm just like, this, just living like that is such a different way to be, you know, it's like, you don't need, you don't need big, big things. You know, it's like the sun hitting the trees a certain way, or when you recognize the wind that, you know, each branch is going in a different, it's like all these little things that just seem so mundane, but in the moment when you're present, you're like, wow, like, how did I not, like, how, how did I not see this before? Because when you're rushing, you don't notice that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and I do think it's a process, right. To get to that place where you can really appreciate that. And, you know, there's, there's a whole study now about Maslow's hierarchy of needs and how like self-actualization isn't actually like the top of that. Like there's one thing above that, which is kind of like that sense of transcendence. And that's, I think, ultimately where you can get to when you're able to like have such an awe and appreciation for like you're saying those little things that just like really can light you up and feel like that gratitude you feel like when a puppy is running towards you and you're like, yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's just amazing. And and I love that there are so many tools out there that we can use in so many different ways. I mean, I'm an avid learner. Like I just love everything that helps us, you know, create whole health. And it's just like all of the things that are available to us, yet so many know none of them, you know, yeah. because they're not on their journey yet. And and that's not I'm not saying that with judgment. I just it just baffles me because it's like, I never knew that these things were available until 10, 12 years ago, you know, and all the practices, you know, between the power of our breath and again, just doing things mindfully, setting intentions, you know, creating routines that work for us, you know, food, it's just, it's so, we're so intricate yet. There's so many ways that we can, you know, shift the way we're living. And they don't have to be, you know, I always say for me, I was a person who was, I would go hot and heavy and I would crash and burn because I would want to do it all and do it all now. Oh yeah. And I'm like small steps in the right direction, right? Every time you create one new habit and in in my old ways were, okay, I want to stop these habits. And so that's where my attention was going. So therefore I was recreating them over Mm -hmm. and over. And I was like, how about you? Let's add a new habit, right? What's one thing that's really going to get me closer to that? life that I deeply desire to live. And it's like, okay, let me implement that. Let me practice until I'm really good at it. And then let me add something else. And it's just with all the tools that are available, it's like, wow, like there's no end to what we're capable of, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And like you're saying, like implementing these new habits kind of like one at a time. I think that at first when we're on this journey, that can be hard because like you have to be a beginner again at so many things. And yes. often we don't come to this journey until a little bit later in our lives, right? And it's like, we don't want to be beginners. <laughs> right. Yes. We want to be at the top right now. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, well, isn't that what got us here in the first place, right? Wanting right. to just like overachieve. But yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing to see, you know, sometimes I 
look back or sometimes I'll be in a day and I'll be like, wow, like I'm learning a lesson again. And, you know, it's like, well, haven't I done this over and over? But like looking back, I'm like, okay, well, I'm coming at this every time with a different level of awareness. And as I become aware of that, it's like, wow, this is, this is how far I've come, you know, and I still have a long ways to go, but it's such a beautiful thing because what happens when there's nowhere to go, right? Right. And like a spiralic, right? Like we, we get presented with things the way nature is spiralic, right? And, and of course we're in a different place when we experience the next, the next time you could acknowledge so much growth. Um, but like, that's, that's just the nature of life is that of course you're going to be presented with it again. (laughs) Yeah. And that's what I was, I was telling somebody the other day, I'm like, I feel like there's this notion around like healing, you know, you're going to heal it x amount of times and you're going to work through it and then you're going to be good and i'm like i came to the conclusion that to, for me that's not what healing is healing is yeah. recognizing something and having that higher consciousness higher level of awareness to say hey i see you like i i know you i recognize you and now i'm going to move through this at a high you know at a faster speed than the last time because i'm aware and i know that that doesn't serve me for where I'm yeah. going, but I still acknowledge that it's part of who I am, right? Because you can't, I don't think you can erase or eradicate all of that because it got us here. And so healing for me is just like, it's like, okay, I, I see you. I recognize you. Thanks for showing up and sh- showing me where I can still raise my awareness. And now how do I move through it? You know? Yeah, definitely. Right. You show up to it more masterfully every time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a beautiful thing. Because I, I, for a while, I was like, again, really? Right. We're doing this so again? much judgment, right? Yes. Like, I was just getting so frustrated with myself because I'm like, I've done the work. Like, you know, and at one point I was like, I was getting angry with myself. And then I was just like, wait a minute. Why am I getting upset? Like, I'm recognizing it way faster than I did 10 times before this. Yes. And I'm moving through it, right? And, and I think part of that was also allowing myself to feel. Because we are, you know, in this, okay, no, I can't feel this way because it's bad. And it's like, no, when everything's neutral, I can just allow it to move through me. Yeah. Yeah. Then it could just be a feeling. It doesn't mean anything about you. Right. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I think a lot of times people are like, no, I need to get out of this feeling really quickly because it doesn't feel good. And, And sometimes that's fine. But other times it's like, why don't you sit with the feeling and let's recognize what it's trying to tell me, right? What is it here to show me? And then when I'm done, you know, don't sulk in it for five days or three months, you know, but <laughs> allow yourself to feel. Yeah. Usually when we allow ourselves to feel, the feeling actually moves through us so much quicker, yes. even. It's when we're resisting it that it like really hangs on. <laughs> yes. Yes. And and just I think the resistance and the fact that when something comes up and like you're not used to working through it, or you know, maybe it's a new trigger, it's like the attachment to what caused it. You know, it's like we're replaying these scenarios in our minds over Mm -hmm. and over again as we're trying to work through it, which is just perpetuating the feeling. We're getting angry because we can't get rid of the feeling, but we're keeping the the event, you know? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. You keep on having that story on repeat. And of course you still feel like it. (laughs) Yes, yes. But it's just, it just amazes me at how much like we're capable of. Yet so many, so many sometimes you know, think it's going to happen quickly or they're hoping that somebody's going to do the work for them. And I was guilty of that. You know, let me, let me work with somebody because they can do it for me. And then I'm going to just going to, I'm just going to show up and things are just going to happen. 
It was like, no, that's not how it works. You know, you can work with somebody, but you're ultimately responsible for the changes you create, right? Your healing is on you. Even an energy healer doesn't heal you. They hold space for you, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's like realizing that and coming to that awareness because it is easy to say, well, okay, I, I want you to fix this for me. Right, right. And I think that's just a product of our culture. Again, like we are socialized to passively consume. Yeah. Instead of having active participation, um, going back to like from school, right? Like we are lectured at oftentimes instead of like having a participatory model. And, you know, in some schools now, of course, that changes. And yes, but luckily, you know, like this is this is still very common for how we are socialized to be passive consumers. So like when we have to show up to our own healing and do the work, like, yeah, Yeah. it's different. (laughs) It is. It is. And, you know, I, I often see people who are, you know, let me work with this person because they, they can fix it. They can. And I'm like, but that's not ultimately that's going to be a Band-Aid, right? Yes. It's not going to the core of the issue. And to me, it's like, how about we get to the source? Right. Mm-hmm. Because that's how that's how we move forward, because otherwise we're just again, we're in a cycle. It's a different cycle, but it's another cycle again where it's like, let's patch this up and hope for the best rather right. than let's do the work and let's make yeah. it stick. Right. And then your your clients walk away with the tools yes. to help themselves. And ultimately, I think that that's what this is all about, right? Yes. Like you developing your toolbox to like yes. do your work yourself yes. and like get to that point where you have this variety of things that you can use and, and help get yes. through whatever it is that you're going. I totally agree. I, I, I feel like I want the women who work with me to leave, like you said, with their toolbox, right? Yeah. Custom to them to be able to continue to do yes. the work. You know, it's great to have somebody to support you. And again, point out your blind spots when you need it, but we can't use that as a crutch. Exactly. Right. And do you, do you notice with the clients that you work with, are there particular, um, particular problems that they come to you with? Or do you feel it's kind of all over? Um, usually for the folks that come into my time alchemy group coaching program, they are overwhelmed, overworked. (laughs) They feel like they have no time to do the 8,000 things on their to-do list. Um, either that, or they feel like they have trouble, like following through on the things that they want to be doing. And they just feel like disorganized around that. So it's kind of like one of those two camps where they're extremely overwhelmed or they feel like they're having trouble, like following through on, on doing the things that they want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, this was really interesting. I again, I've never heard of the archetypal astrology. So that was really interesting. Um, Do you have anywhere where we can find more information about that? Do you have anything on your website that kind of goes through Um, the archetypes? So on my Instagram is the best place to connect with me. I'm at laura.a.mccaffrey. And I talk about everything on there. So uh, if you scroll back, you'll find when I am kind of marketing for my time alchemy, I dig more into the archetypes and all of that information is in there. And then it's sprinkled throughout throughout the rest of the year when the group is, you know, not open for enrollment. But it is a big part of my understanding of how we are all built and how to work with ourselves in ways that are useful and helpful. So, yeah. That's awesome. That's really awesome. Um, well, I thank you so much for spending time with me today. It was super interesting. I loved having this conversation. Again, I just love having conscious conversations with women who do amazing things in the world. Um, 
And yeah, do you have any fun plans for your summer or any upcoming events or? Yeah. Um, so this summer I am actually going to be moving to Ireland. So that is we so are preparing for that. Um, but prior to us leaving at the end of July, I'm going to be running a few free workshops for folks based around pretty much their experience of time. Um, so those will be announced on my Instagram. I don't have them planned as of yet. And then a few open co-working calls where you can come and join. I run a co-working program called Magical Planning. Um, it's a membership, but I open it to a free one every once in a while so that folks can try that out. So that will also be announced on my Instagram. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that. Again, um, you can find Laura on Instagram and I will be posting the links as well below. Um, so I thank you again for sharing your time with me. Thank you for everybody who's tuned in um, and listened to this conversation and um, can't wait to drop the next episode. Thank you. We thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Solistic Vibes podcast. If you enjoy these types of conversations, don't forget to subscribe. We certainly hope that you learned something today and that you too will continue these conscious conversations with those in your world.